Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, <laughs> as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there. You have tuned in to episode 42 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living bantha poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Exoxy in the Utini... Oh, wait, no, hold on, that's not right. I'm just messing with you. It's just Trev. Um, so, Jose kind of caught COVID at celebration last weekend, and he's uh, feeling a bit under the weather, so he's not going to be with us today. Uh, I'm sure we all wish him our best and hope he gets better soon. But in the meantime, we don't want to leave you shortchanged. Uh, we had this little episode kicking around for a while now, in the pocket, so to speak. Now, it's something I've noticed in American sitcoms and stuff. There's quite often a clip show. The writers have run out of ideas or they're on holiday or whatever it is. So I've compiled this little collection of various clips from our first 30 episodes or so, I think. Um, so we're just going to take a trip down memory lane and... Uh, Hope you enjoy it. But as always, this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us, either through Patreon subscriptions or buying some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well, you can go and get your Star Wars-inspired merch over at utini.com slash merch, and also go to patreon.com slash utini. And if you become a member, not only will you get uh, access to all of our episodes in advance, you'll also get a bunch of other Utini member exclusives. And I also just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to the show. We really, really do appreciate it. Hopefully you find this clip show fun. We have a lot of fun making a show. Uh, I really hope that comes across. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. So in the meantime, roll tape. So what we saw was, you know, a big, big creature that lays eggs, those eggs hatch, right? Yes. So the original legend spider, it's really tied into the, the ecology of Dagobah. They're actually a tree. What? So, <laughs> bear with me. Okay. <laughs> so they're, they're called the knobbly tree spider. And essentially, as, as these, um, if we start from the tree phase, uh, as this tree um, pollinates, it mm -hmm. pollinates by growing small spiders at the end of its roots, which then detach. These spiders go off and, you know, eat and build energy and get bigger until they reach the tree phase, at which point they put their legs into the ground, which become roots, and they slowly over years turn into the trees until it's time for them to spawn off more little spiders. Oh my, that is crazy. I know, right? I know. Well, well okay, question. <laughs> um... So while it is in spider movable form, I mean, does it attack? Does it eat other things? Or since it's a tree, does it just like rely on the sun or whatever to and water to? I, I don't live? think they're overly <laughs> aggressive. 
However, one of the other random places that these baby spiders have appeared in is the Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike video game. Oh, wow. Where there's a level set on Dagobah where Luke has to go through some Jedi trials, uh-huh. and they're everywhere. They're, you know, they're just one of the annoying um, enemies within the game that you just have to keep killing all the time. Oh, my God. So even there, they're, they're present. So, I mean, how big are they in that... In the in that video game, do you know? Yeah, they're only small ones. Okay, so it's all the so babies, basically. Yeah. yeah, you never see a you never see a big one. It's not like a, a boss level or anything, but they just they just everywhere annoying you and um, which again is um, it's really correct with well not correct but it ties in with how they were described in the illustrated Star Wars universe book. Yeah, but they're so prevalent that they become just a pest. Yeah, I but mean... every now and again a big one will come along and you know trash your camp (laughs) oh i did want to okay important yes let's go back to the actual life day that's happening here and we're celebrating within this special um there's this party going on right yes all these people are coming in yes maz kanada comes in yes obvious call back to the force awakens you know Where's my boyfriend? Yep. However, doesn't Chewbacca come in with his wife and his son? See now, this is and his father. This is my massive grievance about this episode. This special. <laughs> okay, let, let us let us hear. So it. not only are they introduced, and they're obviously Chewie's family. You know, they're Itchy's wife is. He's, it, there's no way that they're not Chewie's wife, son, and father, but they're yeah. not named. So they're not, they are not given names. They just, we're just told it's Chewie's family. And then Maz walks in and Chewie's all over her. It's just inappropriate and I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you don't know how Wookiees roll. You don't know. They might be polyamorous. No, and, no. Or, or polygamous. Sorry, not polyamorous. Poly- well, I mean, maybe that also. Applies. I don't know. But... No, I've read books about the, the loving relationship between Chewbacca and Malatobuck, and I'm not having it any other way. Maz is a home wrecker. It was so so loving indeed that uh, he decides to abandon his family and go fly with his best friend for the rest of his life. Well, and then after after Han dies, shouldn't that relieve him of his duty? Well, <laughs> technically, yes. The answer is yes, Trevor. But he does not. He does not go back to his quote unquote wife. He just decides to keep. You know, having fun with his friends, blasting people around. Um, but yeah, so let's just, um, you know, we're talking Bill Organa, Eric, mm-hmm. and I mean, I just want to know. You know, why Bill Organa? Why is he your lord and savior? Uh-huh. Why are you obsessed with him? And why would you have his babies if you could? Man, you know what? <laughs> I want to know those answers as well, I'll be honest. Uh, my <laughs> Weirdly enough, my obsession with Bill Organa, I can't pinpoint like the day that, I was, that Bill's my guy. And it started probably since the uh, Living Force started, honestly. I think that... You know, we all have those Star Wars characters that we love that no one quite knows why, or they're they're a background character you just pick randomly. And I can't pinpoint the day it happened, but I just remember starting to think, ah, Jimmy Smith is really great. 
He's really good as Bale. That's fun. And then I noticed every time he'd show up, like in uh, Queen Shadow, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. And then Leia, Princess of Alderaan, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Great. And I just, I just started <laughs> to realize every time he showed up, I got this little jolt of happiness. And then, of course, once be, the Lord and Savior bit started on the show, I'm like, oh, I'll <laughs> lean into this. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. And then by leaning into the comedic bit, I accidentally started to just love him even more. So... <laughs> I somehow created the obsession out of the joke that has now become the full obsession with, like, this great dad, awesome politician, rebellion leader, fulcrum, like, job giver-outer. Like, I and, uh he's just the best. I love I him. I mean, sup- I'm, I'm going to add a supposedly in there. Supposedly, sure. But keep going. Well, I'm sure that's why he was cast, because George Lucas was a fan of The West Wing. Yeah, why not? If you're George Lucas, I feel like you pick your favorite shows, and you're like, hey, um, I'm making Star Wars. Like, you're really cool. <laughs> Do you want to come and be in a Star Wars? I, I, I liked you on, on, the, on the show in, in, in Washington. This is space. It's different. But, like, you could be a senator, <laughs> right? Senators are here. You can be a pol- like, And he's like, yeah, great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. He's a politician. <laughs> right? Like, we all know, you know, politicians, like, he's no Bernie Sanders, right? Like, <laughs> he, 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 plays he the has game. to have some skeletons in his, clo- in his closet. I mean, the dude is shifty. Oh, yeah. Like, he's able to form a rebellion under everyone else's nose. Like, he has to be hiding something. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, be, right? let's be very clear. Bale is by the definition of the word, a traitor. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he literally <laughs> exactly. formed a treasonous council to overthrow the government. Yes. There you go. I quickly you jump shit there. <laughs> no, no, Eric. no. There you go. But no, I I'm, love I'm, that. I'm Where's your loyalty? <laughs> Where's your loyalty? I love that. But it's so it. true. But it, There's probably a few little, like, organas around in some planet. I mean, he travels <laughs> a lot. I'm sure. He can't have children. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anymore. I can't afford children. Ooh. That's what it means. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Come on, Bale. Maybe one, maybe when we get into the legends, you can give me a few more of these uh, juicy <laughs> stories. Okay, so and we'll if they're uh, not there, we can make them up because this is yeah, legal we'll they slander happen. of a senator, and I want to say this is at least a felony uh, <laughs> <laughs> or libel. I, I definitely libel should have gone down that road with the with the fake facts. <laughs> really takes takes us away from a battlefield, but most of the series focuses on and it's all about bail and it's all about politics and it is brilliant it sees him play in the game like we spoke about at the top of the episode if that's the sort of thing you want to see it's 32 pages of that and it is incredible man i I can't go into details in brief because it's really really in-depth political stuff so would you say it's going from the battlefield to the bail tool field Oh. I, I'm not saying I would say that. I'm just saying that someone might. Jose, is is anybody gonna say that? <laughs> the, I mean, the bail told. I don't know. It's <laughs> similar. Hey, everyone, listen. I like it. I like you know, it. I'll I'll, earlier, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You heard the uh bail. You heard it's a Jose, little hot, tar- tough to see. You know, say. Y- you heard Jose talk about my eyes lighting up. I just watched Jose's soul die on there <laughs> as I said that. So um, just a heads up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Okay, so, Eric, while you're here, what I want you guys to do, one by one, is name a Darth. First one to fail to name a Darth loses. All right. The game begins in three, two, one. Vader. Darth Maul. Darth Tyrannus. Isn't it Tyrannus? Is it? I believe it's Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. As in tyranny. Okay, Jose. All right. Sidious. Plagueis. That's the obvious ones out of the way. Yep. Darth Internus, a.k.a. Tom. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, I'll take another one off the board. Uh, A favorite, Bane. Uh, Darth Varamis. Nice, yes, from a Plagueis novel. Good. Wow. Uh, Revan. Ah, was Revan a Darth? Darth Revan. I, I believe that's a retcon. He I called believe... himself. At, at one point, you'll find Malik. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in uh, Tenebris. Yep, Plagueis' uh, master. There it is. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Xana. Uh, uh, yes, nice. Uh, Darth Cognus. Yes, I know the name, but I don't know what it is. I'm impressed, Jose. Eric. Uh, I've been doing my research. Yeah, you have. Uh, Working with you. Uh, oh, um, uh, Kaldor. Nice. Go on, where's it from, Eric? Myths and Fables. There you go. Uh, uh, Darth Millennial. I've heard the name. I have a feeling that's a fan It exists. Name. I have a feeling that's a fan name. You sound convinced, so I'm going to let it go. Right. I'll do my research after. <laughs> Eric? Brilliant. Um... Oh, I can see him in my head. And it's the he's the artist in the helmet. This might this might be the one that does it for me. Um hold on, let's see if I can I'm trying to track it. I'm going through my brain. Here, Darth. I'm gonna have to uh, rush Monin. you for an answer. Monin. Yes, there he goes. Woo! What do you got, Jose? Can you dig deep? Darth Jean. She's mentioned in Darth Plagueis. Okay, well, Jose. Someone just read Plagueis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Eric. haven't read a lot of a lot of religions, but I have read Plagueis. Fair enough. All right. Um, Darth Nihilus. Yes, I've, I've got that on my list. I've got a list on, in my notes of Darth names. Jose's already mentioned one, but I don't have. So. That's amazing. <laughs> well, um, Master was Darth Gravid. I have Ooh. heard that name. Yes. Eric. All right, let's see. It's getting tense. Nihilus. <laughs> um, there's, there's more I know. I'm looking at the Funkos won't help me, that's for sure. Oh, uh, Darth Cadence. <laughs> nice. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> I am sweating. <laughs> You're doing good. This is hard. Darth Vectivus? Vec- yep, that's definitely one. <laughs> All right. Um... Let's do dark. Um, I think I'm out. Jose, I gotta defer. Jose, you well, done seriously well there. I have one left on my list that no one's mentioned. That's it. Wow. Which is Darth and Dedu from the Tales and of the d- Jedi comics. Damn. Yup. Wasn't gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, I have to ask you a question. Yes. 
So a couple of episodes when we talked about this, you threw out that you think Kylo is a better villain than Vader. The question that I want to know uh-huh. is what exactly was Kylo Ren meant to finish that Vader started? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, because uh, that is his supposed drive in The Force Awakens, right? Um, because what he... Vader wasn't the the galaxy conqueror established the new Seth Empire. That was all Sidious. Oh, man. No, that's... So what... What was uh well what would he think that Vader had started? I mean Vader because became he's got Vader... Vader on a literal pedestal at this point. Yes. So Vader or Anakin becomes Vader because he wants power over over death, right? He wants to save so I mean, if anything, what Vader started was a path to really know how to like prevent people from dying. And, and also hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. law and order. Oh, if, if that is what he meant, if that is what, what Vader had started at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, Ben Solo prevents Rey from dying. Therefore, he did finish what Vader started. <laughs> For those who can't see, Jose is literally cheering himself right now. <laughs> I, I, yes. I think it's there. I don't I think that's it. what the movies gave us. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's what so, we were given. I think but it works. <laughs> it's it's a tenuous line between the trilogy. Yep. <laughs> I think, you know, that's one of those that can be interpreted in so many ways. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I think let's, uh, let's just move on to our next segment, Trev. Um, okay. Here's your chance to test Trev. Um, so, you know, I've been trying to get our listeners to send us questions over Discord and whatnot. And, you know, just having them trying to stump you, right? So, yes. um, I did receive one. <laughs> you guys that are listening, Trev has no idea what this is. I have, literally have no idea. I've got a file in front of me that says, play this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we did receive this one question, and we will play it for you guys, and then you will hear uh, Trev's reaction to it. (laughs) So go ahead and play it. What's up, Trevor? What's up, Jose? And what's up, Star Wars Archives listeners? This is Jared from Legends Look Back here to settle the debate once and for all. Who is the better Legends fan? Me or Trevor. Oof. Trevor, I can't wait for our Legends off that we're going to have here in a few weeks. Thanks for having me on the show and everything. But in the meantime, let's get ready for this thing. I've got one Legends trivia question for you in association with this week's episode, and it's this. All right, out of the first students that Luke ever has at his Jedi Academy on Yavin 4 in Legends, and there's about, you know, 12 to 15 possible correct answers here. From the top of your head, name five. Come on, Trevor. If you're a real Legends fan, you can do this, right? All right, guys. May the Force be with you, and good luck. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. I misheard. Is he talking Legends? He's talking Legends. Jared, is five from the original... Mm -hmm. Okay, so... So we've got Corrin Horn. It's a Legends off that he's he's challenging you to a Legends off in a few weeks, so... Okay, so we've got Corrin Horn. We've got Dorsk81. We've got Streen. We've got... Gantoris... We have, uh, oh, Kip Duron, obviously. 
we have Tion. Technically Cam Solisar, but I don't think he's actually mentioned in the book, but he's there. Same out, Corin Horn wasn't mentioned in the book either, but he's definitely there. I don't think Mara Jade classes as the first class. I think she refused to do it. Have I got five? I reckon I've got five. You got yeah. more than five. There we go. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to go with that. I'm hoping I'm right. I'm sure Jared will let me know soon enough, but I'm hoping I'm right. Yeah, Jared, let us know at, if he did okay in the Discord. Um, but yeah, so it sounds I'm like... i on Wikipedia uh, after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So we have been talking about possibly at some point getting you guys together in a show. And it sounds like he's game, man. He's now trying to quiz you randomly and yeah let's let's do the other episodes so you better start um studying trev so happy valentine's day trev jose you are my favorite scruffy looking nerf herder Hey, that is a compliment, and, I, and I'll take it. <laughs> Before we go any further, let's have a recap. So, Shira Bree, okay. shot down by Luke, becomes a dark cyborg Sith. Danny, yes. kind of just a rebound, hatched all yes. over Luke. She couldn't really help herself, is what the people do. And hooked up with yes. a fish man. Mary, <laughs> one-issue wonder, kind of, kind of a one-issue stand, died. Yeah. Tanith Shire, Luke just kind of felt sorry for. Never see her again. Uh-huh. Gariel, that's very much Luke had the stronger feelings out of the two. She said, you know what? No, you're okay. You you crack on. Yeah. You go on, live your own life. And then who did we just talk about? Oh, yeah. See, I've forgotten about her. We literally spoke about her two minutes ago and I've forgotten. Yeah, Jem <laughs> Isana. Yeah, very inappropriate. Teacher yeah. falling in love with a student. Student dies. Yeah. Teacher doesn't seem to care. So that's where we're at so, so far. Yeah. So far, I Mary is the funniest, <laughs> and I really like the Gariel. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, those are all my all the girlfriends and love interests that I had on, on my research. Well, yeah, he kind of uh, he definitely lived more of a sheltered life in canon on, on his island, <laughs> being a monk. Yes, well, you know... We don't know how close Act 2 is to Zeltron, though, so maybe <laughs> maybe he was still taking weekend trips. Oh, God. Maybe. That was the other piece of the puzzle that, that R2 had, <laughs> had hidden away, and he's like, no, no one can see where Luke is going. Yeah, <laughs> R2 is literally like, you are not checking my browsing history. No. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why he just shut off. Because he was just like, no one can know of this. Please. This is not the Luke you guys want to know. <laughs> hey, we don't serve their kind here. I mean, if you think about the the basic concept of the Force and midi-chlorians and the wills and, you know, the Force will yes. speak to you. The Force will give visions. For the Dark Side, there's obviously a, there's a corrupted, perverted version of that. So the Dark Side will also speak to you. And that's why people say seduced by the Dark Side of the Force. Yes. You know, it's yeah. it preys on your fears, your weaknesses, and yeah. emboldens but them. But... See, and, and this is this um, the idea of seduction too, though. I mean, seduction itself doesn't have to be bad. I mean, hey, like <laughs> that's 
seduction can be very nice. Um, and without See, implying and anything else. straight away, they've got you, Jose. Straight away, they've got you. You didn't even realize you were falling but, to no, the but, dark side. <laughs> no, but I mean, even just like, just to, to touch us a little bit into like, you know, our our world's like religions and, and what we know of Christianity. I mean, we, we even just have like the, to me, what a parallel is, is Adam and Eve and the tree of knowledge, right? Okay. That, so you have this two. I mean, and I, I'm not trying to offend anyone in here. Just, this is very much as my own opinion, but this, I mean, and well, we'll see where he goes. Any views but expressed are not necessarily the opinion of utini.com. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> and, it's a little bit of a left, you know, like sort of view on this whole thing, um, but left field um, view. But all I'm trying to say is just that, you know, you have these two beings that are, you know, created and they're pure and they're like nice. And this is, you know, according to Christianity, right? This is just how, this is what God made these two beings. And they, they were told not to touch this one tree, not to touch an apple from the tree of knowledge, right? Um, don't eat from it. But I mean, it's the tree of knowledge. So are these two beings just supposed to live in like ignorance for the rest of their lives? Is that what is trying to be implied in there? And and I see to me why I'm saying saying it's a parallel is because it's kind of like what happens with the Jedi, right? The Jedi are just being told don't even look at the dark side, just like don't even don't like don't study that, don't like be tempted by it. It's too easy for you to go down that side and then end up as an evil person. <laughs> they talk about them in in the bane trilogy maybe i don't know i've only ever read the first book of the mm. bane trilogy um i, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't well, be surprised just, if they if it's talking just about because it. <laughs> i remember listening to this and all i could hear was ricotta like the cheese and i'm like why would you name <laughs> a new species the ricotta and that's why, like, as I'm reading, as I'm, when we're talking about this, I'm trying to pronounce ricotta, like R-A, because the idea of the ricotta is just, like, I can't take a, an alien species seriously, especially one wheeled in the forest if they are called the ricotta. Because I'm like, you're what, just you mean like you've never heard of You've never heard of Darth Bree and his Parmesan Empire. <laughs> <laughs> In Legends, these are this is from the the Star Wars missions books. Ig, no, sorry, Grand Moff Four HC. In I don't think uh-huh. he ever appeared. He never appeared anywhere else. Because let's be honest, that's a uh-huh. silly idea. Yes. <laughs> just because they were just sort of so randomly brought on like that. I mean, they, they didn't really spend a lot of time developing their personalities. Other than, I mean, I guess Ig eighty eight would be the only one. It sounds like in Legends or Udley. Like, I mean, you've got. Droid throughout, so um, oh bollocks, Ooh. Trev. I think we agreed that this needs to be a PG thirteen podcast. So, like, hear me out, Jose. Can we? Can you tell me? Let's you, let's start you, again. Um, let's talk about me. other droids. I don't know what happened there, but let's just, <laughs> you, maybe you, you can you can bleep me. that or something. I said bollocks. So bollocks <laughs> is <Stop>. a droid. <laughs> Bollocks is a droid that served with Han Solo. What? <laughs> Absolutely. That is the name of a droid. <laughs> that is the name of a droid. B-O-L-L-U-X, just for anyone who's interested. 
and he's from the <laughs> from the Brian Daly Han Solo adventures back in the eighties. Oh man. <laughs> I'm able to dissect it and apply it to my day-to-day life. Yeah. Whereas, um, and it's hard for me to talk about the Alphabet Squadron trilogy because it did resonate with me so much personally. And so, like, it probably affects my objectivity. Um, but, but we are so a deep dive episode. Asp- so now is the time. We are, and that's perfect for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you can do that. Well, that's perfect for that. I'm just I'm just going to try to make sure not to, uh, you know, like, drag out all of my baggage and be like, <laughs> this is why I loved it so much. <laughs> But uh, oversharing but is no, alive. There, there, yeah, well, there, there's different aspects of um, there's different aspects of the characters that I really appreciate. Um, and, and like we mentioned, with it being misfits and stuff like that, that feels more relatable to me than than your than your Luke Skywalker's. I've not met a lot of Luke Skywalker's. I've met a lot of Chastin Shaddix. I've met a lot of Yurik Quells. I've met a lot of Willarks. Um, and, and for those who don't know, I know you guys know, but for any listeners who don't know, my, my day job, I'm a police officer, okay? So literally my day-to-day is wrestling with ethic and moral gray areas because you have the law, but my personal belief, and most people will probably agree, the law does not equal morality. The law is the law, and is that's different than morality. And those themes are addressed in these books, and it asks those tough questions that I'm already kind of asking myself on the daily. So I know that's probably a little bit deeper than than the the question really no, warranted, but great. that is that is why I love these books so much because I I love things that ask good questions but don't presume to know the answer. And Freed treats the reader. But as if they are intelligent enough to come to the answer themselves, he does not have to spell things out for you, which is different than some Star Wars books. And I'm not knocking it; different strokes for different folks. But um, that's just that's what I love about the books is they're I've been able to chew on them and digest them well after I finished reading them. They stick with me. Uh, this Clone Wars, Tartovsky. Oh yes. I did start watching that, um, and they had that episode with Kid Fisto underwater. Yes, he was swimming, and that looked cool. Um, so there's that's me diving into Legends. See, oh, you know, we're, that right, right, that's a, diving. That's a slow clap on my microphone. Yes, and I know that's that slow clap is because it was so good. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I didn't want to rush my applause. No, you were very impressed. Thank you. So was that like <laughs> Luke level swimming skill or Leia level? Who knows? Because apparently that fluctuates. And know, also I like can't ebbs swim, up so and the whole down. thing's lost on so me. So he kind of like ebbs up and down is what you're saying? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's talk space <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did not okay, know we were so- going to go into water puns here. I thought we were going to go more into rabbit ones. But you, you sound so rehearsed. It's, it's unreal. Anyway, space rabbits. It's not rabbits. rehearsed at all. This is... <laughs> did you notice I'm wearing a green a green shirt, a green hoodie right now? Because we're talking about I, I a green did, rabbit. I did notice. Is that the reason? Yes. I'm sweating. You plan ahead. It's hot in California. <laughs> and I'm wearing this green hoodie. And it's because <laughs> we're doing this episode. And I should probably have thought about that before deciding to wear this. <laughs> 
deliberately changing previously established facts in a work of serial fiction is the definition that we're using. So, yeah, that's that's the that's the judgment yes. call. All right. So, number one, Trev. This is a pretty pretty easy one, I think. Darth Vader being Luke's father, retcon or not? Now, so I have thoughts, and the answer is yes and no. Because we have to, we have to. <laughs> after we're done with this back no, and forth, so, we have to make okay. a decision. We cannot. Okay. So <laughs> if we take the movies on their own merits yes. and pretend nothing else exists, then I don't believe it's a retcon. It's just Obi Wan being uh, loose with the truth. Which is fine, you know. If you if you squint a bit, it makes sense. But and we've spoke about the Marvel comics loads on this. On ah. If we take in the comics that distinctly separate Anakin Skywalker from Darth That's Vader, right. That's right. then it becomes a retcon and other writers decades down the line jump through hoops to try and make those issues fit. Then retcons are applied to those issues mm-hmm. with regards to this statement. <laughs> but Vader being Luke's father on his own, I don't think anything about Empire Strikes Back could be considered a retcon. Obi-Wan says it himself. What he said was true from a certain point of view. Avid. So I'm not sure that could be a retcon. Okay. Because we didn't see Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader as two separate people in the movie. This is true. It's not not an established fact. This is true. It's something relayed by a person. It's a... What's the the word? Unreliable narrator. (laughs) Um, I think you make a pretty good argument there um if we were to go meta on this for a second i would think that it is a bit of a retcon because i don't think that was the intention when when star wars not when a new hope but when star wars was written i don't think it was necessarily the intention for vader to be luke's dad Because I'm not so I feel sure. like it's not only until we start writing Empire Strikes Back or this, you know, that's it being written, and then they're like, oh wait, maybe this happens, and they're like, yeah, but Obi Wan already said this. I'm like, well, let's come up with a clever way to make you know to make this work. And so I mean, I think I, th- I think I think that was always in mind. I think that was. Maybe not specifically Luke and Darth Vader in 74 when George Lucas was first writing it. Yeah. But some sort of twist reveal and link between the protagonist and the antagonist. Yeah. I think that was always there. It may not have been those characters, but yeah. I think within, you know, within Lucas's study of Joseph Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces and that journey of that hero's journey i think something like that was always going to be there yeah so the the intent was probably true true yeah 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 um but but does it deliberately change previously established facts okay well (laughs) i mean but i think i think it does the fact, after you watch the first movie, the fact is that Darth Vader kills 
Luke's father. That is the established fact. Yes. Well, Sit, no. That's that, an a, opinion. <laughs> that is. <laughs> someone's <laughs> because you don't see it. Because you uh, don't see it, it's not a fact. It's an opinion of someone who was there. <laughs> yes, but you didn't know he was there. He didn't say he was there. Maybe this is gonna be, maybe maybe coming to an agreement about what is what is record <laughs> or not is going to be a little more difficult than I thought. And we're back. So, shorter show than usual this week. We will be back to normal next week with details of all shenanigans from our Star Wars celebration last weekend. In the meantime, if for whatever reason you haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord. We have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on whatever show it is currently on Disney+, Plus. so Kenobi at the moment, reading along to the newest book releases, selling their books and collectibles, sharing their artwork and fanfic. And most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything and everything Star Wars Archives. So if you have not joined, just head over to utini.com slash discord and click the join now button. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, I am at David Todd on Twitter. Jose is at the Joxy. And we do have a bedtime story for you. So we are going to leave you with the capable hands of Mr. Wes Jenkins from The Living Force. Hit it, Wes. Hello. And thank you for joining me this quaint February evening. I've been provided a mystery story of the Star Wars variety. One that I have never read. One that I have never seen. So I'm excited to actually pull it up for you. Are you sitting comfortably? And let's begin. Hi, Wes. Like so many other people, you mentioned the Thrawn trilogy as some of your favorite books, which gives me a chance to highlight one of the many supplementary pieces of fiction that exist around this legendary trilogy. The piece I have chosen for you is called In the Unknown Regions, taken from the West End Games Thrawn Trilogy Sourcebook, published in 1992, and finds Thrawn on his mysterious mission into the unknown, commanded by Palpatine himself. I hope you enjoy. Oh, thank you. I'm going to keep this for now. The Victory-class Star Destroyer Iron Fist orbited high above the planet designated UR-41-284. Like so many of the worlds in the Unknown Regions, the small red planet had no official name in the Imperial charts. If the inhabitants of the world had a name for their planet, it was not recorded on Captain Farab's datapad. In fact, little more than the raw planet specifications appeared on the Captain's glowing datapad screen. He knew its orbital path, its gravity, its atmosphere content. He knew where the primitive centers of civilization were, what kind of technology level the inhabitants possessed, but he knew nothing of a personal nature. To him, the planet was just another sphere to be charted as his ship continued its mission through the unknown regions. The comm unit beeped once, calling for Captain Farab's attention. It was the command frequency which meant that Grand Admiral Thrawn was calling from the planet's surface. Farah reached for the toggle switch without hesitation. To delay, 
to keep the Grand Admiral waiting would be to risk Grand Admiral's wrath. After serving under Thrawn for almost three years, he knew how terrible that wrath could be. Farab here, sir, the captain said into the comm unit, trying to keep his voice steady. He respected Thrawn. He even feared him. But he still had trouble keeping his revulsion to himself. How could the Emperor make this, this alien, a Grand Admiral? The inhabitants of this world refuse to submit to the Emperor's will, Captain Farab, Thrawn informed him, his voice full of the calm ruthlessness the Captain had known, had come to know so well since heading into the unknown regions with Thrawn. I am providing you with the coordinates of a portion of the major village cluster. Begin bombardments on my mark. I want you to level everything within a 70 kilometer radius of those coordinates without touching the coordinates themselves. I want that portion of land to remain intact. Understood, Grand Admiral, Farab responded, entering the orders into his data pad. He ejected the data card and handed it to his first officer, who would pass along the orders to his gunners and make sure they were carried out to the letter. A question, Captain Farab, the Grand Admiral asked through the still open comm channel. Perceptive as always, Farab thought. If I may, sir, he started tentatively. What's so important about those coordinates? Ark, Captain, Thrawn said, a touch of ex excitement creeping through his command voice. The coordinates bound the village cluster's museum district. Of course, sir, Farab said, remembering the Grand Admiral's peculiar obsession. Should I prepare your pickup team? In good time, Thrawn responded. For now, let's teach this world what it means to deny the Empire. You and me begin the bombardment, Captain Farab. And then the Ark, sir? And then the Ark. The bombardment began. Well. So, yes, the Thrawn, original Thrawn trilogy was my first group of Star Wars books that I read and that's what really got me into reading Star Wars books in particular. Um, so Thrawn was unlike any other villain that I've seen in movies because I, I had yet to read him or read of any other villains in books that were on the same level as, uh, as like a Darth Vader or um, Emperor Palpatine but with Thrawn it was different. He didn't really use his muscle or his might or force abilities, because he didn't have any. Um, but he used his brains, and he was a real, he was a real, uh, had a real knack for art. And, um, and that helped him, you know, that helped him um, kind of understand his enemy better. Um, so that's interesting, because those were parts that I've seen in Rebels, and I've seen in the Clone Wars before. Um, I didn't pick up as much on it when I first read the trilogy, but now um, I can definitely see, especially in, in this short story, I really, that, that's, that's super cool, it's really interesting to read. Um, I've never heard of that, out of the, that source, um, the, uh, the piece that, uh, in the Unknown Regions taken from the West End Games Thrawn Trilogy Sourcebook from 1992. Uh, I might have to pick that one up. Um, so, I appreciate you listening tonight, and 
my poor son here is is in need is in need of some exercise. So thanks again for coming. Well, wasn't that amazing? Honestly, I would listen to that guy read the lunch menu. So, thank you to all our loyal listeners and to all our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. Thank you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.